Hi, and welcome to the Parenting in the Middle podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Goodman. I'm a certified life coach and a mom to four teenagers. Do you ever wonder if you're doing this whole mom thing right? Are you pushing too hard or not enough? What does it look like to love your teens, yet keep firm boundaries? Would you love to get your kids to listen without yelling and feeling frustrated first? Here in this podcast, you will find coaching and communication strategies to help you tackle all of your hardest parenting struggles. These strategies will help you parent with more confidence, peace, and influence. I'm so glad you're here. Let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. I hope you're doing well. We are just getting finished with spring break. My kids go back to school next week, and then we get back into all of the things, the schedule and the last quarter of this school year. It's kind of crazy. But here in Arizona, the weather is amazing this time of year. So this is when to come to Arizona. If you've never been, this is when you come. The weather is perfect. I love it. And it makes up for the hot summer heat that we will have soon. Today on this episode, though, we are going to talk about setting rules and limits with your teenagers. I think this is one of the trickiest parts of parenting teenagers because We want to get it right. We want to do it right. And then we know we need to show up in love and acceptance and connect with our teenagers. Like number one, if our teenagers feel connected to us, they are going to want to make better decisions. They're going to want to take care of themselves. Like that is the goal. And we want to have influence. And if we're very authoritarian and controlling, it can push our kids to want to rebel. They feel kind of stifled, like they're not trusted or able to do anything, and it prevents them from connecting. But they still need that structure, those rules and limits. They need boundaries. And so they don't want those though, right? Like our teenagers are getting to a place where they want to be independent and they think they can handle it and that it's not a big deal, you know, and get mad at us when we try to enforce limits. And a lot of times maybe our limits are coming from fear. So they don't like that. It is a tricky topic. And so it's one of those topics I think that we can talk about ongoing all through our teenagers' life. And so that is why I am doing a workshop every month focused on this topic, setting rules and limits with your teenager. So if you were in my last workshop, it was so great. And we had a couple of really good calls in that group. And there was some coaching and some support ongoing. And so I've decided to do it again. We're going to do it on April 4th. There's going to be a setting rules and limits workshop with your teenager. And I want you to come. And what we're going to do is it's going to be a a class and it's going to be different than the last month. So I want to do different topics, but around the same umbrella, like rules and limits with our teenagers, but each month is going to be a different topic. And how it will work is you will show up to the workshop. We'll do some live teaching and coaching. You will take the workbook, the worksheets, everything that you will be able to get that will be included. You're gonna take that and try to apply it in the next week, and then we'll have another call, and we'll do more coaching based on the things that came up for you in that week. And I feel like it will be really effective. And so basically, within the month of April, you will be able to have direct access to me to ask me any questions. You'll have access to me for two live calls. There will be weekly lives that won't be recorded, so you will wanna show up live to those. Lots of support, and 
I'm going to make it so affordable. It's $17 to join. And you will have access to all of the content for the entire month of April. You can download the worksheets and the workbook. And so I hope you can come find the link in the show notes. And I will see you April 4th, if not sooner than that. So I want to talk about four ways that can help you set rules and limits with your teenager if you're struggling. And where coaching comes in and is so helpful is number one, you have to manage your own emotions first. Focus more on your own emotions than on your teenager's behavior. Notice what you are feeling. And a feeling is one word. So if it's not one word, then you know this is a thought I'm thinking that's creating a feeling, an emotion. What is that emotion? Sadness, worry, are you scared, angry? Then you can process these emotions. Practice self-care. So often we put ourselves last, right? We worry about our teenagers. We want to fix. We want to control. We are so focused on their behavior. We can neglect our own emotions and what we need. And if we focus on ourselves, I know it sounds kind of counterintuitive, like selfish or like we need to help our teenagers. And so we have, you know, we don't have time for self-care, but it is so important. And if we can process these emotions, kind of center ourselves, meditate, pray, do those things that help us feel more grounded, feel more connected to ourselves, to our faith. It's going to help you show up better for your teens. So ask yourself, what do you need? You will be able to take a pause before you react. Take a breath. Continue the conversation when you're feeling better and say, I cannot have this conversation with you right now to your teenager and you'll be able to take a break. Go and take some breaths so that when you do have that conversation, you will be able to do it in a way that's calm and curious. So a few of those things that I want you to do, keep in mind, respond less emotionally. You're going to be vulnerable and honest. So if something is worried, worrying you, if you're feeling concerned, share that with your teenager. I'm concerned because of this. And then listen, what are they telling you? Are they, this is what is going to help you navigate the thoughts that you're thinking that are creating fear that are causing you to react or to say, no, I don't want you to do that. And if you can be honest and your teenager can be honest and feel safe in sharing with you, it might allow you to Think more openly and think, okay, this is an area that I can let you have more freedom in and I'm going to trust you. And then you're going to have to deal with your own emotions that come up, maybe some fear. I know I've had to do that as I've extended my daughter's curfew and I feel that fear come up of, you know, what if there are unsafe drivers on the road? I just like it when my kids are home so I don't have to deal with the stress and I could just go to sleep. But at the same time, in her stage of life, this is what she wants to do. She, it's, it's important for them to be with their friends and to have fun. And if I know she's safe, I don't really have a reason to make her come home earlier just to so I can get more sleep. That And it might be different for you, but that is just where... I've landed. And so I have to deal with my own emotional stress that might come up so that I can allow her more freedom with her curfew. 
So describe what you see from an observational point of view and not from an emotionally charged state. And this is exactly what I mean when I say if you can regulate your emotions to where you can think logically, then you may be able to give yourselves, give your teenagers more freedom because you know, okay, they aren't doing anything unsafe. They're not doing anything that I wouldn't approve of. I'm not really worried about that. So this is all coming from my own fears and worries of what if this happens or what if that happens. And maybe that's just my own feelings to deal with. And I don't need my teenager to manage that for me by being home earlier. Does that make sense? Now, if you don't trust your teenager's friends, if you don't know what they're doing, if they're being a little evasive and you you know turn off their location and they don't respond to texts, then that's where as you're setting these limits, you have to be more firm and decide what's what are those limits and how can you enforce them and what privileges is your teenager getting that they need to earn. And if they don't, then those need to be taken away. And that will bring up a whole nother set of emotions. And it's going to feel like a conflict between you and your teenager. But also if this is what you've decided because your teenager is making decisions that you don't approve of, then those privileges can be taken away. That's another way that coaching can be really valuable and really helpful. So number two is learn how to respond. It's okay not to have all the answers and not to know. And it's okay to take a pause and say, I don't know how I feel about this right now. I'm gonna have to think about it and stay calm and then go to your room and kind of think it through, process it throughout the day. Maybe give yourself a couple of days, talk through those things with your spouse and have really open conversations with your teenager. Nothing is urgent. I love this thought. Nothing is urgent. So often when we feel that stress come up or the anger or frustration, it just feels urgent. It feels like we need to respond immediately. So how that will show up though is we will yell, we will slam doors, we will get really upset really quick because we think it's urgent. But if we can take a pause, take a step back, take a breath, realize it's not urgent we can give ourselves time to figure out how we feel about it and what we want to do. Ask yourself, what is in your control and what is out of your control? Plan ahead of time. What would your best self do in this situation? And notice how this is really focused on you as the parent and not so much on your teenager and controlling their behavior. It's not your teenager's job to manage your emotions. So you really can focus more on connecting with your teenager than on correcting them because we're not focused on their behavior so much. We're focusing on the connection. Number three is something I talk about a lot and that is get curious. When you can stop judging your teenager for their behavior, for the things that they do and say and take it personally, you can just get curious about it. Your teen's behavior is about them, not you. My favorite question to ask is, why does my teen's behavior make sense? This is a question that has been so helpful for a lot of my clients because it helps you immediately step back and pause and think about it. Like, why does their behavior make sense? When my daughter wanted to extend her curfew, it made sense because she was having fun with her friends. She was 
just enjoying her time. She wasn't doing anything that she shouldn't be doing. And so in her mind, she would be frustrated that I would just want to make her come home. It just made sense. So I didn't need to get mad at her for it. I could just have a conversation about it and come to a compromise. Like, this is what I need from you. I need to know where you are, who you are with, when you're going to be home, what curfew time feels acceptable to you. And we came up with a solution so that there was no longer this tug of war between I expect her home and she's not home. And so now I'm mad. She's upset. I want her to drive safely on the road. And if she's one speeding home to be on time for curfew, she's not being safe Two, If she's upset and mad, she's not going to be driving safe. And so when I can step back and kind of think about that and take it all in, it's not about having that control. And that is hard to get rid of if you're used to it or if you want to have that control. It's hard to let go of that control because a lot of thoughts might come up. I know they did for me of I'm the mom. I, sh-, you know, what I say goes and you kind of have to let go of that a little bit and say, you know what? My, I trust my teen. Let's have this conversation and give them some leeway. And that looks different for every family and every parent, but that is where I felt the most peace and the most comfort as far as where my thoughts were. Allow for reparations. When you freak out, because you will freak out, I still definitely have my moments where I freak out. It's okay to apologize and start over. Avoid trying to fix or judge and instead try to understand. And that's one of my favorite quotes. You'll see it a lot on my Instagram is when we get into that fixing and judgment space, our teenagers immediately disconnect. They don't listen. It kind of cuts off communication. But if we try to understand them, it keeps that line of communication open. So we can ask questions from a curious place. We can give our teens more space if they want more space. And we can discuss issues in a more calm way. Number four, the last one is learn to validate. This is a really important skill to have as you want to connect with anyone really, but with our teenagers especially, and that is showing empathy and learning to validate. We can validate their emotions without validating the behavior. So again, separate your teenager from their behavior. We're just validating how our teenagers feel. Their experience is real, and this is what they're going through right now. It's not even about their behavior. It's about connecting with them. It's about what they're going through. We can always address the behavior later after we connect, right? It's like that quote, uh, connect before correct. So if we just come right at our teen focusing on the behavior, we're going to get into that correcting mode instead of the connecting mode. We want to connect first and then correct. Genuinely listen to what your teen is saying. That's getting curious. Reflect their experience back to them instead of trying to solve their problem. It is so tempting, I know, to Think you know what they should do and you want to offer them that solution and it comes from a really good place, a kind, loving parenting place, but notice how your teenager responds to you. And if you see that they're immediately like, oh my gosh, mom, you just don't understand. That's what I would get. I would think I would know the solution. I would think, I know what you should do, do this. And then I would get, eh, you just don't understand or no, that's not going to work. They didn't want to hear that. What they wanted to hear was someone who was listening to them, someone who would hear them and try to understand them 
without offering solutions. Think about how you feel if you're really upset or worried if you want to do something or you have a really great idea and you go and talk to someone about it and if they don't don't really listen and if they're immediately judging the things that you say and they have a different opinion or a different idea and they immediately try to talk you out of how you're thinking and feeling, it feels terrible. So notice that so that when you show up with your teenager, you can get more curious, have an open mind, have a conversation with them that's going to make them feel listened to and heard. So a few ways you can do this is say, okay, here's what I'm hearing you say and repeat back to them what they're saying. Something that else I love to say is, I can see how hard you're working at this. I know that you are working really hard and I'm, you know, if you're talking about grades and I'm, I'm seeing some missing assignments here. Another thing you could start with is, it sounds like this is really important to you. And then you can say something like, but I need some time to think about it because I'm not sure how I feel. However that comes out for you in a really natural way, it takes practice, it takes time. But reflecting back to your teenager what they're saying to you or giving them kind of a compliment first, like, I can see how hard you're working. Or I can see how important this is to you. That will give you so much credit in your teenager's eyes. You will see that they will talk to you more. They will stay around you more to keep the discussion going instead of just being like, mom, you just don't understand. And then walking away. Conversation's over. I promise if you do this, you will you will see the difference. And it will just make you want to keep practicing. So you can learn to communicate more effectively with your teen. Don't take your teenager's behavior or outbursts personally. It's not about you. It's about what they are going through, what they are thinking and experiencing. So we can get curious about it instead of thinking, that's so rude, that's disrespectful, you can't do that. All of those thoughts, we can just think, you know what, they're having a really hard time right now. And they don't know how to manage these big emotions that they feel. It's like you would do when you're toddler was two years old. It's kind of like a bigger version of a two-year-old. And they don't know how to deal with these big emotions. And it can come out in a really ugly way. And instead of just screaming and crying, it might come out in words that are hurtful. And so we can just kind of let them have their moment, not take it personally, and then come back. And we can have a conversation about why they said those things why they are feeling such big emotions, connect with them and kind of learn some healthier ways to respond or cope. We've all had experiences where we've had outbursts and we've said things we don't mean. I know I have. So it makes it a little easier to understand if my teenagers do the same thing. Okay, so what I'm going to do, because I know this is a lot of information and it really is something you have to keep practicing, keep trying. It will all come together. If you focus on one thing, try one thing out, you will see it come together to where then it just multiplies exponentially. So if you get 1% better, it's that 1% rule. It doesn't feel like a lot. It doesn't feel like a lot of progress. But over time, if you keep practicing, you will notice a huge shift in the way that you show up with your teenager, in the way that they respond to you. I promise you this. So what I'm going to do is throw in a link in my show notes so that you can download this PDF I have of everything we've talked about today. And I want you to have it. If you are listening to this podcast, you've come this far. I'm so grateful that you're here. So go download that 
that free PDF to where you can print it out. You can put it somewhere you can see it all the time. You can put it on your phone. So when something comes up, you can go to that PDF and you can go, okay, what do I do? What do I say? And there are some specific examples of what to do. Do this, not that. And it will be really helpful for you when you get into those sticky moments and situations with your teenagers. All right, everyone, have a great day. I hope that you come to my workshop on April 4th. I will have more information about it on my Instagram page. So follow me at Kristen Goodman Coaching. If you need anything, if you want one-on-one -on -one support and you want a free introductory call, you can make an appointment with me. I am almost full for next week, so there are some spots left though. If you want a free introductory call, kind of see what coaching is about, take one of those spots and let's jump on a call together. All right, everyone, have a wonderful weekend and we will talk to you next week.